Welcome back to uh, B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 783 AM. You're with Martin Andrews and Laurie Foon and our second guest tonight, uh, the two young ladies from Saving 2050. We've got Belle. Hello, Belle. Hello. And Abby. Hi. So, welcome in, guys. Thank you. Great to have you here. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Um, it's it's an evening of top top woman and man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. surrounded by beautiful women. So it's, it's a it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. Um, so saving twenty fifty, I'll, I'll give you my backstory of how I came across you guys. So I work for Kaibosh and one of our volunteers, Liz, uh, she's one of your volunteers as well. And yeah. We got to chatting one night, and I asked, I was asking Liz about what she does outside of Kaibosh, outside of volunteering. She said that she works for this, uh, well, she volunteers for this organisation called Saving Twenty Fifty, and she went on to tell me that it's uh, had something to do with uh, shopping and eating in a way that is going to impact. A much lar- on a much larger scale, as, as in what we are actually buying as produce, where we're buying from, that type of thing. So, um, Belle, let's let's start with you. Um, what's uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what has led you to wanting to get involved in uh, a social enterprise like this? Sure, um, I have been involved in sort of environmental sciences um, for years now. I did my bachelor's at Vic in geology and environmental science and. A few years down the track, I'm now doing my master's uh, looking at fossil fuel emissions in the Wellington region. <laughs> uh, so that's my background, very science-based. Um, but, yeah, Abby's a good friend of mine, and we live together, and I was always telling her, oh, you know, we've got to think about what we're eating and yada, yada, and it sort of went on. Um, it finally <laughs> got through. <laughs> and sh- she was actually the one that approached me with this project that she was working on, and I was so stoked, really, and um, sort of jumped on the opportunity to help her out. So did you already have some sort of idea that food and emissions were actually related? Yeah, so uh, when we talk about fossil fuel emissions, um, everyone's always talking about cars and, you know, exhaust farting out CO2 into the atmosphere, but what most people don't realise that, particularly in New Zealand the large bulk of our emissions are coming from agriculture. Mm-hmm. So uh, methane from cows in mm-hmm. the dairy industry. Have you seen the documentary Cowspiracy? Uh, no, but I've definitely it's heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I, I hear I it's, love the it's, name. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Cowspiracy. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's fantastic. And what about you, uh, Abby? What's your, what's your background and what, what leads you to, what leads anybody to um, getting concerned about these types of things? Well, I suppose it started... For me, I was diagnosed with endometriosis a wee while ago, and for one reason or another, I think it's everyone goes through sort of a health-related challenge. They kind of get interested in their lifestyle. But I was encouraged by my gynecologist just to look into yeah other lifestyle factors that might be able to improve the condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I became really interested in food um, and was talking to a friend one day about why she was vegetarian. And as funny as it sounds, I had absolutely no idea that some people were vegetarian, not for animal rights or, mm, you know, mm, sure, but in fact sure. for the environment. Mm. So I thought, wow, that's actually, I'd been thinking about the environment a lot as well and how I could kind of find ways to lessen my carbon footprint. Um, and for me, I think eating less meat was actually a really simple and easy way for me to do that. I mean, mm. some people I think probably might find that they just love 
separating cartons and loving recycling. You know, like that might be an Absolutely. easy thing. Yep, but for sure. me, I love cooking and I love experimenting. And if I could just kind of share with other people that knowledge that I suddenly was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So Great. eating less meat's actually a good thing. <laughs> do, you, um, do you have any numbers as far as what, what methane is adding to our emission rate? Is there, is there, is it like, um, you know, can you actually see or go somewhere where you can see what the effect of methane is and uh, the dairy industry on uh, our emissions? Yeah, so in terms of a national level, um, under the Kyoto Protocol, the government is required to uh, do an inventory of emissions. So they will um, publish one of those every couple of years saying this is where all the emissions are coming from, different industries in terms of sort of like a pie chart. 52% is coming from um, agriculture, for example. But what's really cool is that New Zealand is – I've feel like it's been put out there at the moment, but there is um, a company, I think it's called Carbon Tracker, and you can do your own household calculations, which is kind of what we're going with. Our stuff is what you can do in your own household. You know, don't wait for the Mm. government to come up with things. Yeah, I think that's what really struck me when I I investigated Saving 2050 myself, was it's a really simple way of contributing to lower emissions and and to a, a much larger benefit to everybody yeah, in a really right. simple, manageable way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really refreshing to come across, actually. Oh, I hadn't heard, it, heard anything prior to speaking to Liz. but And then when I did speak to Liz, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. But doing a little bit of research into your website there, and it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's yeah, not, you. yeah it's, not, it's not a big leap to um, understand where you're no, actually right. heading with this. it's just about small changes. Yeah, yeah. But if everybody's um, making those small changes, then it's, it's a big change. It's, yeah. Everything is in our, you know, the power is within every single individual. Sure, to yeah. Consumer power. That's Consumer right. Power. We, we hold. Hey, man. It's a great I, quote, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Mm. No, I'll just live it. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends today saying that, you know, what we don't realise is that we, the people, we still hold the power. Mm. You know, that, but it's just that we, we don't. We don't use our power and we don't collectively act. Whereas if we, something like this, if we all collectively acted together, then we could see massive change, you know. Absolutely. So, and, and I think New Zealand's, a, sorry, I think New Zealand's a really great place for that to start because there's four and a half million of us mm. and we already love the environment and kind of, you know, that every, every Kiwi loves mm. kind of riding that, that um, wagon of like, yeah, we're clean and green and mm. whatever. So yeah. I just think it's such a yeah. perfect place to yeah. be world leaders as well, yeah. you know. I almost feel like we've ridden the coattails of, our um, predecessors in a way where now we've kind of reached the point where we need to step up and say, okay, well, you know, you know, back in the day, okay, we had nuclear free, mm. you know, we, we are known yeah. globally as, as a clean green, but I, I feel like maybe it's time for the next generation to say, okay, well, we're going to you know, carry on the work of the people who came before us and, and do what we can do now to, mm, so that New Zealand continues to have this, um, you know, this, this, this way that we're viewed globally. Yeah. Um, so what product are you selling products or, you know, how do we, how do we, without getting it up online now, cause I can't <laughs> reach the keyboard. <laughs> what are you actually promoting through saving 2050? We're not promoting any products. We sort of, I see the website as a nonprofit organization that facilitates a community of people that already exist. And we kind of 
grab recipes from people who are willing to share because for me that's the nicest things to cook mm. tried and trusted recipes from someone that you know <laughs> or like the kid you babysit or whatever if they one my this one kid that I babysit <laughs> loves spinach <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> um spinach with garlic and lemon is amazing um and so there's it also flows on with the resources sort of aspect to the website where we just kind of facilitate um articles that get written by other people and we kind of just tie it, wrap it up into one package so it's this really digestible kind of chunk of info mm. and, you know, kind of offers really pragmatic and practical ideas for people to implement very simple new structures into their life to be better for themselves and the environment. Yeah, the coolest part that... Um we've sort of experienced since starting it is just the conversations we've started. So many of our friends yeah. who didn't so. know, you know, that they had other peers that were interested in this stuff and yeah. telling us like, oh, you know, I tried this recipe of yours or I've got this cool project going, can I write something for you? Can I contribute a recipe? Yeah, and people saying as well, we had a, a group of boys saying we've compl- our flat, entire flats decided to go meat-free. <laughs> Awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it does it's actually an achievement. Happen, yeah. Yeah. Everything's paid off. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to head into our um, track here that you've chosen for us today, guys. So can you tell us a little bit about the song which you've chosen yeah, today? To <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, this is a Wellington-based artist called Lontelius, and it's sort of just a simple song about falling in love, which is very cute, especially um, off the end of Valentine's Day. But I feel like it's the sort of the luck. Lo- the statement line of the song is all I want to say is all be all right, which is quite a um, optimistic. Yeah, a line that's used in sort of, you know, moments of conflict or uh, you're having a conversation that's kind of uncomfortable, you know, climate crisis, for example, and you just want to say it's going to be all right. And so I thought that was kind of an appropriate track to play. Perfect. <laughs> Here we are, Lontalius with All I Want to Say. Too bad. <laughs> Go ahead.
Fantastic. Welcome back to Wellington Access Radio, 783 AM. That was Lontalius with All I Want to Say. We're here with Abby and Belle from Saving 2050. And funnily enough, our other guest tonight, Lauren, just let us know that she knows Lontalius. So we're all here on the Welly Vibes. So great. So great. Everybody knows everyone. Um, okay, great, guys. So you've... you've you made this decision. So, Abby, tell us a little bit about uh, you, you had this idea for a website or, you know, you, you wanted to contribute in some way. So what led you to actually building the website and moving the organisation forward? Well, I suppose if I can step just slightly back, it started because I started trying to become vegetarian and found it quite hard. Um, mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure I could Google things, but a lot of the stuff didn't really seem, a lot of the food I was making didn't seem, like, really yummy and tasty. And then I remember this particular one meal that a friend makes on the regular once a week um, and thought, oh, my God, that's that's exactly it. That's what is going to help people. That's what's going to make cooking vegetarian, low-impact meals. Yeah, Realising totally that it was accessible. a recipe that you wanted from your friend yeah, that's was right. the key to yes, the whole thing. I think so. So yeah. um, then I, yes, thought, well, maybe I'll just do a website and it's kind of easy. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> no, so I it's a beautiful website, i got to say. You. It's, it it's took actually me a really, really long pretty time. to look at. It. Thank you. It mm. took me a really long time to figure out the ins and outs of WordPress. Mm-hmm. But I got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, and nice um, it's a really cool skill, skill to have now. Um, so you do the maintenance of the website yourself? That's right. And I sort of... Did you have those skills prior work. to building the website? Uh, no, I did work um, at the Lighthouse Cinema for a wee while and kind of developed some um, design and marketing skills. Um, through that, uh, but I've always kind of enjoyed design and aesthetic, so that worked really well. And then meeting Bella was perfect because we're now this really cool 
well-balanced team, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, yeah. So you you had this, this great idea. Yeah. So you just went straight into WordPress? Yep, I thought that. I'll just make a website. So you were just doing this by yourself at that time? Yeah, I was. It took me about a year to kind of be comfortable with it because it's something that's actually, you know, it's kind of a tricky thing to just say. You know, I didn't want to be loud and out there and say, this is what you have to do. And so I was so careful about how it was all going to come across. I wanted everything to be positive. Mm. Um, I ended up forwarding um, the website before I had pu- sort of published it officially to Bella. And, um, yeah, she was like, this is amazing. Can I do do it with you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It, it, so but, so Bella was just a trusted friend that you went to for counsel at that well, time. Well, yes, but also she is an environmental scientist of the highest regard. No. Of um, yeah, yeah. So it was, I, I definitely wanted her feedback and then that's sort of where that collaboration began. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, I was unemployed at the time and needed some hobbies. So. <laughs> yeah, and it is a hobby, it is a passion project. So Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. But you wanted the, you wanted some sort of facts or some uh, yeah, tangible I, that's, things, that's right, absolutely. measurable things uh, well, on the website. Well, I think as well, another part of where the idea was born, I mean, there are so many little things, but... F- and another thing that I was noticing while I was becoming really interested in my health and what's the best thing for me and et cetera, um, I just noticed the amount of articles that just get shared and uh, simply opinions disguised as facts. There are, not, there are no references. And it's so easy to, to just make a post and share it without thinking about where it's come from or what ads are on the side of that article and why is that ad actually there. So for me adding the resources element to the website where everything is fact-checked and, you know, it's it's incredibly mm. accurate um, and up-to-date. So that's another sort of part, I, another Before, little passion. Sure. Yeah. Um, before we get into the resources part, can you tell us a little bit about Saving 2050? Like, how did you come up with the name? Um, well, Abby came up with the name, but um, I'll just explain it. Uh, so it's sort of based on 2050 is sort of like a uh, a year policy year that's used um, and a year that's referenced in policy making. Yeah, so there's sort of the uh, reduce emissions by ninety percent by 2050. By ninety percent. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's a possible, major change. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a major change. Yeah, so it's. That's what it is. It's about saving 2050. It's like making sure that happens, saving. Um, I think it kind of implies a sense of urgency, but it's also still positive. Mm. It's about saving mm. future generations and saving whatever it is that you want to save. You know, so that's mm-hmm. the sort of question that you're able to start posing. Yeah, I. that just on that point reminds me, I'm currently attending a Pacific Climate Change conference that's happening at Victoria University at the moment. And a speaker said today, um, we're not doing this for the planet. We're not doing this for ourselves. Uh, we're doing it for um, our future generations. And that's, yeah, what it's about, mm. sort of saving the, you know, the resources that we need for humans for the future. Life to keep going. <laughs> it's pretty important, though. Eh? It is. <laughs> Yeah. We're all going to be pretty screwed with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. So it's just getting back to fundamentals of the website. Yeah. Um, so you, was the first thing you did start to um, pull recipes? Which are, yes. Now, with, as, as far as the recipes go, are you looking, even though they're vegetarian, are you still looking at ingredients which are complying by a set of guidelines which you have? We don't have a set of guidelines as such. That's probably something I'm 
we're kind of in. Because can you, even though you're you are eating vegetarian meals, can you still perhaps be adding to emissions by buying, you know, Chinese made things? Yeah, that, but that have been inc- shipped over, yes. like it can the whole be incredibly thing complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything's categorised um, via season. We try and um, upload oh, yeah, recipes sure. by season, and also mm-hmm. we have articles on there talking about the importance of locally sourced food, mm-hmm. and yeah, and outside of fresh produce, so vegetables and stuff, thinking about, you know, if you eat eggs or you eat meat, where that's coming from. Mm, mm. Yeah, so at the moment there's, um, it's, this, it's called the seasonal supermarket and it's just on the website and a list of what's in season at the moment in New Zealand and hopefully people can print that out, put it on their fridge and just reference it each month because it can be quite useful. And also a nice starting point for, you know, like if you don't know what to cook for dinner, you're like, mm. oh, well, beetroots in season or whatever maybe i'll make a beetroot salad sure sure yeah so is there the recipes page on the website yes and this uh, resources page so so tell us a bit more about that so the resources page is titled read this <laughs> and <laughs> that is just where we are sharing articles as well because um when i first started and was learning wordpress i started writing some articles um, that were just from myself. Um, and then again, I became really obsessed with ensuring that everything was fact-checked and accurate and actually informative as well. Um, what type of articles have you? What, what was the um, sort of content? The initial one was just sort of more about my frustration with not knowing how to be vegetarian or what kind of the right thing to do is. I don't think uh, I don't think people really take these things into account when they're t- choosing to become vegetarian. Eh? It's, it's it's not something that I've ever thought about that there are l- like larger consequences to to things like that. Nor, yeah, that maybe it's not that simple. Yeah, but so the resources, it's kind of just now evolved so that people, if they have something to say, so for example, Bella's dad, in fact, is an architect. An architect but interested in green spaces. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, in, at the moment, just writing an article about that because I think it's really fascinating. Mm. And, um, yeah, so it's just kind of opening it up. So are um, you choosing the, the authors of these short essays? Or? Yeah, we're just putting it out there. Basically, if someone's got some opinions or they've got information or a background in something that might be relevant to Saving 2050, then, mm-hmm. yeah, we're putting it out there and saying, like, write us your article because, well. again, it's like... Fact check cap- Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's just kind of capitalising on the interconnected nature of Wellington as, as well, especially. Yeah. Ideally, we would have just people submitting stuff to... Of course, we would check everything. But, yeah, we don't want to just keep spurting out yeah. stuff that we think and what we do. We want people to submit stuff from all walks of life, mm. you know, kids. So there's a blend of whatever. stuff written by myself, sure. Bella, sure. and then others. Mm. Well, look, guys, it's been... Fantastic talking to you and finding out more about what it is that you're doing there. It's a it's a really simple concept that you know um, potentially can have really wide ranging effects on all of us. So yeah. that was what I liked about it. Real simple concept, but anybody can get on board and do this. Um, we're just going to go out. I'm going to chuck a bit of music on underneath here while we while we finish up for today. Um, is there anything? What would you like to leave leave us with? Maybe if you've got a recipe that's low on <laughs> that you really like, just send it through to hello at saving2050.org or just check out the website and have a wee look, I think. And Bill? Um, Everything's going to be all right. The power is in our hands. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, the power is in our hands. <laughs>
Beautiful. Yeah, look at our website. It's really pretty. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank really you appreciate you coming on. Thank and, you. And Laurie, I believe you wanted to have some last words here. Squeaky mic was not my last word. Um, thank you, ladies. It's awesome to see uh, your amazing people coming in with these great ideas. Just to round that off, there is an event at the Sustainability Trust next Friday, the 26th. There was an amazing speaker called Pam Warhurst who started a movement called the Incredible Edible Campaign and she's been turning public spaces into gardens uh, in communities in England. So if anyone's in the food space, I say get along and, and be revolutionised by this woman because local is best, especially apart from coffee, which we can't get locally. <laughs> so therefore, make it peoples and make it fair trade. Have a great evening. Have a great evening, everybody, and we're going out today on another Wellington songwriter, Roman Birch, and this is his track, Canyons. program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.